Mr. Terry Bailen. Mr. Bailen, let's give him a round of applause. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Terry Bailen is a USC Eye Institute patient who, who recently became the first person in the world to have two retinal prostheses, one in each eye. His progress regaining some sight signals hope for people going blind from retinitis pigmentosa. We would like to invite Mr. Bailen to the podium and give us his testimonial and his journey of obtaining this procedure. First of all, it's a real privilege to be here with all of you, uh, faculty, administration, and especially the students. Um, my journey began in 1985 when I noticed my night vision was beginning to fail. Uh, a year later, I went to see two different specialists in Orange County, and they both told me that I was going blind from something called RP or retinitis pigmentosa. Well, I was 37 years old at the time, and that's the last thing I wanted to hear. Well, seven and a half years later, it was all gone at the age of 45. And uh, like a lot of people, you know, you, you do what you can to, uh, to be the best blind person you can be. And uh, my journey uh, began at the Braille Institute in Orange County and took all the core classes and learned how to, to be mobile, learned how to take care of myself. And then uh, fast forwarding 10 years later, in 2004, my wife uh, found out about a... Uh, clinical trial where they needed one more patient. And uh, so we went to USC after we had taken some special x-rays and they dis discovered that I would be a perfect candidate for that particular uh, um, device. This was called the, or the Argus One. Well, I was implanted on June 22nd of 2004. And for the first several months, um, well, what I need to tell you first is that Dr. Mark Umayan, and thank God for him, I mean, because he is, you know, the, the fighting force behind everything we've been doing for 25 years. And he basically told me, you know, when a person goes blind, that, that part of the brain called the visual cortex, it goes dormant or dark, and it has to relearn to see again if it's possible. Well, the first few months, I kept telling myself, be patient, be patient. Nothing much was happening. I could see little bits and pieces of light. And believe me, that was pretty cool to go from total darkness to seeing something. Well, a few months later, uh, I started noticing that a lot of the tests they were giving me, I was getting better and better in results. I was going from seeing a small part of it to seeing a larger part of it. And basically, that... What that means is uh, they would show you, they would run something in front of you and ask you what direction is this going, left or right. And uh, at, in the beginning, all I could see was something moving, but I couldn't tell what direction. That's because the brain was still relearning to follow. Uh, but eventually it got a lot better. And then I was able to see things uh, in certain corners of a room uh, that were lit up. And then I was able to uh, go from that to acuity exams. And basically what it means, you're looking into a computer screen and they tell you, okay, 
we're asking you to see either a vertical line, a horizontal line, or a diagonal line. Well, like all the other tests, um, I couldn't really make out much of anything. And this went on for about a month, and it was just, you know, very frustrating. But then it really, really started to sink in. I was seeing the movement, uh, very probably 80 to 90% of it correctly. To go from total darkness to that was really, really, really uh, something to behold. And to be able to tell something, okay, I see it moving to the left, to the right, to the up, to down. And to be able to say, okay, I, I can see it. Uh, I can tell you if something is a vertical line, a horizontal line, or a diagonal line. Well, this, this went on from 04 to 06, and then we started doing some mobility exams where I would uh, go walk up and down the hallways. And um, by this time, I had done a lot of some training mobility-wise at home and, uh, and more of the... Uh, you might say the training as far as looking into a computer screen at the lab at Silmar, uh, second site in Silmar, which is responsible for making the camera and glasses that you see and all the wonderful technology. And so I was going back and forth to USC in a second site twice and sometimes three times a week. And um, little by little, my mobility got better and what I mean by that is I was able to see the difference well for instance we're walking down a hallway and the floor was white the walls were white but the the the, the sideboards on the floor and the and the doors were all dark brown well I was able to see uh, to, to see the difference between the darkness and the light the dark colors and the light colors and I was able to walk up and down the hallway without my cane just by scanning back and forth with my head. Uh, and I could tell that I was staying in the middle of the hallway. And then when I got down to the end of the hallway, um, I was able to see where the vertical line, which was the baseboard, turned into a horizontal line. And that told me I was at the end of the hallway. And if you can imagine... You know, going from total blindness to be able to be mobile on your own without any help, at least in a, in a short distance, it's, it was really, really uplifting. But the major thing that happened with the Argus one at the, at the end of uh, 07 was they took me out to a warehouse and they said, Terry, we're going to um, stand you right here in the middle. We have a door that's uh, made out of wood. It's uh, three feet across and six feet tall, and we want to know, want you to scan back and forth and see if you can see this door. Well, I'm scanning back and forth with my head, and uh, eventually I see I'm, I'm standing about 30 feet away, and I can see a little tiny piece of light off in the distance, so I started walking towards it, and the closer I got to... Uh, to where I was going, it got brighter, and I could see the edges of the door. I walked up there from about 30 feet away, and I was able to... Thank you. I was able to walk up to that door without anybody's help. Just the cane... My cane, 
and this wonderful technology. And I don't, I'm sorry, I get kind of emotional just thinking about it, but I don't mind telling you, um, you know, that day I just broke down and cried because it was just, it was a culmination of a lot of hard work, and not, not just on my part. The wonderful doctors like Dr. Amayan and Dr. Greenberg at Second Sight, all the wonderful technicians, engineers, and scientists that have put in so many years of study to bring it to this point. So I was part of that clinical trial from 2004 to 2013, and then it ended. And then um, a year ago in June, I was very fortunate to get the Argus 2 chip, where I went from 16 electrodes to 58, and they put that in my left eye. So I'm the only one in the world that actually still has, the only one that has actually a device in either eye. And the first time I put it on in July of last year, um, I, I figured I would see something because there's more electrodes and all that. But what happened was they came in and they said, well, now that you've had it on and you've been in this room by yourself, what do you think? And I said, well, I, what I think is, I think what I'm seeing right now is what it took me three years to see with the first chip. So did it get better? Oh, yeah. It really got better. Uh, it's, it made it brighter. It made it, uh, made it uh, more resolute. In other words, I can see by scanning, by scanning around, I can see uh, things not only brighter, but I could actually uh, see things moving. In other words, if somebody is standing in front of me, I can, I can tell when their arms are moving up and down, say if they're brushing hair away from their face or whatever they're doing. Um, my son just the other day, um, we were standing out in the backyard, and I asked him to uh, just move his head slowly back and forth from side to side uh, so I could see if I could see any movement because up till now, everything has been kind of at more of a distance. And he was moving his head, you know, slowly back and forth like this. And not only was I able to see the movement from three feet away, I could tell what direction his face was turning. And, uh, but for me, my biggest thing is mobility. I want to be able to be out on my own as much as I can. And there's a couple of things I'd like to go through briefly. Uh, one of them is... I'd like to walk around the block, but I was always afraid I'd walk into a car or truck parked in front of somebody's house. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I, can, I can't really see the car or truck, but what I do is I see the sun reflecting off of it. And I, it shows me like a horizontal line where the top of the car and the trunk of the car are. So I see that within 10 feet, and I go up slowly down, slow down, walk up, touch it, and walk around it. And I just walk around the block as many times as I want. The other thing is, is in Riverside, I belong to an organization called Braille Club. It's a social and support organization for the blind. And uh, where the bus drops me off to where the, the door that I go into the building is probably 75 yards away. Well, before this second, de <clears throat> excuse me, second device came along, I was really wasn't able to go from the bus to there without somebody's help. 
Well, now after a few months of having this and using it over and over and over again in different ways, I have developed a couple of ways of using visual landmarks and audio landmarks to get me from the bus, from the parking lot to the concrete area, uh, up to the bus benches, and eventually right into the room with the building where I'm going without anybody's help. So, I mean, to say the second device is wonderful would be, well, you can't describe how great it is. And I've been told that they have uh, other software improvements that they're working on by the end of the year to make things even better. Um, my my personal uh, involvement in this is is not just to make it better for what I can see, but more importantly, it's the research. And uh, right now, I'm the only one living in Southern California uh, that has this second chip. So I'm very fortunate that I can go back and forth to Silmar and to L.A for more and more research testing. And the more research we do, the better off all the people with RP will be. I mean, this is only the second of four chips. The third chip will have a, a lot more electrodes, and the fourth and final one will give us pretty close to normal vision. Now... And, you know, I, I feel so blessed that uh, to have met Dr. Mayan and worked with him and Dr. Greenberg and to be a spokesman, you know, for them and for RP, for the Argus too, is, it, like I said, it really is a blessing to be part of this. I mean, when a person goes blind, uh, you're very limited to what you can do in life at least up until recently when all this great the phones and iPads and all this stuff came along. But in order for me to make, to be able to say, you know, I want to make my life worthwhile, to be able to have been a part of this for 12 years is, um, is really, really a miracle for me, not only to have this device, but to be able to say that one day... Uh, down the road that people half as young as I am, I'm 67, maybe people in their 20s and 30s, will be able to re be able to reap the rewards of all of our hard work and one day no longer say I'm in the dark anymore, that I will live a full life and that I will live to get a job and, and, and to be a viable part of what's going on around me. And uh, to be part of that is just as important to me as being part of it personally. And I, um, I know for a fact that these doctors and scientists and engineers, they're not just putting in time. They are working very, very hard for me and a lot of other people like me. I mean, right now there's 100,000 people in the United States affected by retinitis pigmentosa and over a million worldwide. And there's, there is... Uh, 180 people I've been told in Europe that have this device and around 60-something in the United States. And uh, if you have a chance to go to your, your hospital, to your insurance company, and inquire about the possibility of having this implant, um, the first thing I would do is to go to USC and, 
if you uh, have problems with it, whatever it may be, to see Dr. Humaya and, uh, and the other doctors there, I would do it as soon as possible. Because why should you have to live in the dark if you don't have to? And um, I, I can't see any of you out there except when maybe when you move your arms and stuff like that. But uh, like straight ahead there in front of me. Okay. Thank you, Terry. Wow. Thank well, you. Thank you very much.